twice in a row. <laughs> Look at us podcasting. Killing the game right now. Okay, so, really quickly, up top, I pro- I feel like sometimes I do this and sometimes I don't, but Season 7, Episode 4, Letterkenny versus Penny, we have the wiki pulled up, which is bare minimum, <laughs> and it was released October 11th, 2019, and it was the 45th overall episode. I do not have any writer-director credits I for that. I wrote it down somewhere. My notes You're are so good disorganized today. So, it was written by Jonathan Torrens and directed by Jake. Gotcha. And just a top two things. First of all, do you have any previously on? Yes. Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. So, I have to call myself out the way you did last week. It, his name is Tyler Johnston with a T. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't, I I'm didn't sorry, think friend. about it until after the fact either. When I said it, I was second guessing myself. Like, isn't, is that his name? That's his name. But then I was like, yeah, sure, that's his name. But no, I was, I was mistaken. That's not his name. And then Cribbage. I looked up what Cribbage was. Oh, no. I wondered if you did that, actually. <laughs> so it is, it is a card game. That has a board. It's traditionally for two players that involves playing and grouping cards in combinations, which gains points. Nice. None of it made sense to me. Not a game I'd probably play, but yeah. it is both a card and board game. So. Oh, interesting. So we were right oh, yes. twice. Ha ha. Technically. That makes up for getting Tyler's name wrong. <laughs> well, I feel like Johnston, since it's an additional... You know, I think it would be more of an impact, if anything. So. Yeah, there you go. He's the biggest Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any previously on him, but I do have a ton, a, a whole page worth of What's the Scoop. Nice. So. See, even my previously on is three pages into my normal notes. I don't know. It was just, I, I was all over the place this week. <laughs> Same. And it was a very long episode in comparison to what we've had. I thought that, too, because I started doing synopsis. And when I stopped, I'm four pages into it, and then I looked to see how much was left, and I was only about halfway through the episode. Yeah. So I was like, this is a pretty long episode. So synopsis for the whole episode, Wayne and Katie compete in a penny drive. The hockey players are nostalgic for the game. And I kind of want to get a gauge of overall your thoughts, not specifics, but overall just your feel for it. Overall for the episode? For the episode. Better than last week's. Okay. So using that as a comparison, you know, well, not too bad. The whole idea of it was kind of cute enough. Certain aspects of it. You weren't in love with. Yeah, I didn't like how they did it, but overall cute enough. I know that you and Kayla got into a conversation about it on Facebook Messenger. I will be honest. I didn't read any of that because I didn't want it to affect my thoughts here Um, and i'm gonna go back and look at it when we started that conversation i thought i need to stop because this is stuff that i'm going to be saying on the podcast i don't want to get it all out of my system right now yeah so let's just stop this conversation before i you know well the good news is it's all new to me so (laughs) 
and I had a feeling. I just I I have a terrible memory, so I would have said something, and then you know gone through motions here and thought, oh, I've already mentioned I've already that. I've said or, that. Yeah. yeah. So that was also my argument, but I think we've had three weird kind of scenarios in a row where it's like we did not like the last episode. Mm-hmm. Then we also. During that same time frame, watched International Women's Day, which we did not like. And then no. this one was pretty good. It was very good in comparison, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good as I'm, an episode. I'm trying not to hold certain things against them. You know, try to just take this single episode for this episode. Mm-hmm. But other stuff is impacting it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And so... I think the two previously rolled into... I think there's a segment in here that you really don't like, and I think it's probably being... There's a bit of projection there. I'm yes. not going <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I admit it, it's there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yes, you are right on point. <laughs> so, if we promise not to put music behind you this time, will you read... <laughs> yes, I will read what I <laughs> Well, because last last week was the first time... You, you always do it, because I you do. read it from the screen. Yeah. And so... I didn't realize maybe how monotone I sounded while I was doing it. And so I was just like, oh, I sound awful. But it's so weird that I hate so much about everything, <laughs> the way that my voice sounds. And here we are doing a talking. <laughs> Do, for hours, we are recording ourselves. Yeah. If I listen to myself on like a voicemail or something. Yeah. It's <clears throat> like, oh, my God, why do you sound like that? <laughs> but then I listen to our podcast oh. every week. <laughs> And laugh. And this past week, so we've had uh, another spike in listenership. At least like 50 people last week. Wow. Over 50 people listened to it. And I'm I'm thinking it's people that find it and then they catch, like are catching up. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, do it. (laughs) Really quick, I'm going to do a shamelessly plug really quickly. Spotify now has a rating system. You can give us five stars. If you want to, on Spotify, they used to not have any kind of rating system, but I guess they kind of wanted to compete with Apple in that sense. So if you give us a five-star rating, or if you did give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify to give us five stars on there, because it really helps. It boosts us in the algorithm or whatever it is, so we would uh, get some more listeners. Nice. Our waters are twinning today. I just I looked over there and noticed that. That's Josh's. Oh, I've well, Josh. I should drink more water, but I'm I've been full caffeine all day. So, <laughs> well, never mind then. You gotta stay hydrated. Katie <laughs> enters the kitchen to ask the Hicks why they aren't doing their call-in show. Wayne replies, "Some nutsacks are remaking Wayne's World." They discuss remakes and what shows could be remade and how they would be better if shows were combined, like Doctor Who's the Boss. How do you feel about? Remakes of old movies or, like, live-action remakes of cartoons. I'm torn. I don't really need any Disney remakes, to be honest. Mm, same. I love Jurassic World. <laughs> I mean, if you give me... And King Kong. Like, if you give me big theatrical remakes with lots of special effects, <laughs> I'm into it. But I don't need my Disney movies remade. I do watch the... 
Gossip Girl remake on HBO. I watch I watch a lot. I it, I think it just depends for me. There's also a lot of things that I think get ruined with remakes. So yeah. Do you have what are your thoughts on it? I mm, they're not my favorite. Some like King Kong, the one that has Tom Hiddleston in it. Yes, Skull uh, Island. I I liked that one, mm-hmm. but overall, usually, and I don't like them doing live versions of cartoons. Yeah. I have tried to watch a few of those and not liked any of them. So yeah, just leave well enough alone. If you're going to redo it, redo it better. And most of the remakes have not been better that I've seen. What do you think of this scene of them all together? The play on words with the shows was all right. It was fun. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it, was, it was fine. <laughs> Here's my takes on the whole thing. If you're going to be remakes and Who's the Boss or any shows for that matter, you got to shake it up a little bit. You know, it's not enough to just get some new actors to play the same old parts. Could sum about what's your point anytime now? Here's my elevator's pitch. Now, we've established everyone loves Who's the Boss. We have. Everyone also loves Doctor Who's. It's true. They do. So why not take two tried and true ideas and make one new one? Doctor Who's the Boss. Now, see... I'd watch that. That's a one-inch putt. Yeah, that's a twofer. That's a tappins. That's a tappin' for eagle. That's an empty netter. That's some mashups, if you will. A layup, if you will. Doctor Who's the boss. What would you watch out of the ones that they said? I've never seen Doctor Who, but I, I know that either. I would like it. Because, I know, I like sci-fi type time warp things like that. And I've also never watched Who's the Boss. <laughs> I watched Who's the Boss when I was a child, like when it was on TV when Mm -hmm. I was little, and I didn't really remember it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a memory of watching it, but I couldn't tell you, other than Tony Danza, anybody who was in it. (laughs) Yeah. Who did you think had the best Tony Danza? (laughs) They all did okay, but I have to say that Dan's Christopher Walken was... On wonderful point. like mm-hmm. wayne stopping and shaking his hand afterwards so it's like yes respect where respect is due that was a good christopher walken i think josh does a christopher walken too he loves christopher walken i do too i mean it's hard I, like, to not like you that not? guy I, you, I, <laughs> nate cannot do any impressions except for for some reason he does barack obama like spot on <laughs> and he didn't mean to do it the first time he was trying to do a different impression yeah. and i was like you sound like obama and so now that's the only one that <laughs> he can do everybody needs one yeah you gotta have one i loved katie sweater in this she looked really cute this episode i will give her that and that's about all i can give her (laughs) yeah we'll get into that just yeah (laughs) foreshadowing of things to come kayla we were talking to her earlier and she mentioned how good katie looked throughout this whole season and she really does she Mm -hmm. looks great hair and makeup wise yeah and she's i mean obviously She's gorgeous. very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, her her hair did and makeup did look nice. Doctor Who's the boss. What was your favorite of what they said, TV show wise? I started um, to write them all down, but they named a lot, so I got about half of them written down. I think I, I wrote all of them down. Go ahead. I would watch it. the Mindy Project runway and South Parks and Recreation. <laughs> probably both of those. And Sesame Street Legal. <laughs> Sesame Street Legal. <laughs> so those, those would be my three. I picked Full House Hunters International. Not even because of Full House, but just these blended families mm-hmm. looking for houses. Because I love House Hunters and House Hunters I International. Too. We watch International of all of them. Uh, yeah. So. And so that one. And probably Dating Game of Thrones. Just kind of curious about Ooh, how that would. yes. <laughs> there is something out right now that's not necessarily Game of Thrones, but it's 
like happily ever after or something. It's the bachelor, but it's you're courting. It's like a courtship and everyone dresses up in what? period garb <laughs> and you have to it's like you're at court trying to win her. I forget what it's called, but it is a legit TV show that is on right now. I have not heard of that. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> we don't get cable though, so anything that's not streaming, I don't I don't see, but yeah. that's interesting. Are you glad it's not another crack and egg episode? I think that that's run its course. Yeah, I and felt like you were over that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a bad plot line. It wasn't like, oh my god, I hate this plot line. But okay, you had your funny moments yeah. and it can be done now. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I would rather them realize when something is done mm-hmm. and stop rather than like beating a Try dead horse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yes. I loved Wayne's little remark. He says, apparently James... Con, but Scott Kant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's good. I like when he says Modern Family Matters because he's a Steve Urkel fan. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and also Stefan Urkel. Do you remember Stefan Oh my Urkel? gosh. I, I was... put a little heart next to it. Man, y'all, he was. It was like, who he is. That Urkel was so hot. Yeah, it <laughs> because... was like, it was one of those she's all that moments where they just took his glasses off and you realize he's hot. You've been hot this whole time? What? Oh my goodness. Yes, that was exactly it. But man, Stefan could get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, slip and slide over there, girls. Golden Gilmore girls. That was no, the, Golden Gilmore Gossip, Gossip Girls. Yeah, the trifecta. I think I would watch the... Uh, yeah, that one would be wonderful. You could take all the best parts of all those shows and just combine them into one perfect show. <laughs> one mega show. Well done, Derry. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good job Derry moment. Yeah. <laughs> they almost were like a little surprised and impressed with him. Like the very when he says, uh, I tried really hard on that talk show. Hey, I'm Tony Dance. I tried really <laughs> hey. hard. Do you remember when he had his own talk show? It was for like a season or two. No, I don't remember that. I had forgotten about it until he said that. And then I was like, oh, he did have a talk show. It was like a Rosie O'Donnell kind of yeah. Ellen kind of talk show. But it's hot. yeah, it didn't, didn't play out very well. So. I always get nervous for people when they try to do talk shows because I feel like 90% of the time it doesn't work. No. I was really nervous about the Kelly Clarkson show, but she seems to be doing really well. I've seen clips of it. I've not watched the actual show, but... She's she's very personable yeah, and bubbly. I've heard that they're very hard. I mean, even for people who are used to being in front of cameras and used to talking to other people, mm-hmm. to be able to sustain interesting conversation like we can cut out all of our awkward pause you can't really do that when you're recording in front of a live audience that's true and i like you imagine if you had a different person in here every week and you had to try to pretend to care about what they were talking about my nightmare (laughs) so kudos to all of you people who can keep a talk show going i couldn't Uh, yeah dan and Derry enter the farmhouse where wayne and katie are eyeing each other they explain this year's fundraiser, Letterkenny vs. Penny, a competition to raise money for Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation, of which Katie has been championed the last five years. So, I appreciate they acknowledge that the catchy names don't tell you what the hell that they're doing. <laughs> that was a little bit metal. Some of their things, 
they have a cute quippy name for but it doesn't mean anything so this year they had a boring name that accurately describes what they're doing <laughs> what did which was your favorite name that they said wayne trains and automobiles <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that wasn't good enough for other people. I thought that one was funny. What about you? I liked Wayne Loss or Draw. Oh, yeah. So the Wayne, the Wayne play on words. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that a whole lot better than Bone Alone. I don't know. That one was nowhere near as funny to me as, yeah. as some of the ones that Wayne had. Welcome to this year's Sister vs. Brother fundraising challenge in supports of Don Cherry's Pets Rescues Foundations. Weren't you going to come up with a catchier name this year? I like, okay, so they acknowledge that Katie is always one. Mm -hmm. And I liked her little sassy curtsy that she did. She does a little, <laughs> that was pretty cute. Yes, thank you. What is Wayne doing in that doorway? He's just standing there awkwardly picking at the door frame or something. Yeah, he is the master of awkward stance. He is. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Why did I ask that question? Because it's Wayne. It's like he doesn't know how to be if he's not... <laughs> Standing awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. He's not throwing barley. He doesn't know what to do. Exactly. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so they explain the whole letter kitty versus penny. They have to collect pennies for the charity and the loser has to roll the pennies which sucks i remember having to do that when i was little we don't have a whole lot of change anymore but when you go to the bank and just dump it all in the machine that counts it all for you yeah wonderful rolling change was never yeah it sucked 12 hours seems like a very short amount of time for a fundraiser i agree they, say they start at noon and they're done at midnight mm -hmm. and they obviously haven't planned too much because in the next few scenes they're planning how they go about it so that just seems like a really short fundraiser it does and so it start, yeah it starts at lunch time mm -hmm. and i don't know it just it seems like it's not super well planned out maybe yeah. uh, but this is it's fun i wrote down have you ever done anything uh when i was like this a kid vacation bible school would have competitions on who could I remember they'd have, like, two giant buckets up the front on, like, a scale, mm -hmm. and we were divided into teams, and whoever's bucket was heavier at the yeah. end of the week was the winner. So that's what it reminded me of was vacation Bible school. <laughs> I love that Katie makes the point that, because Dan and Derry have to do the uh, the counting, and she's just like, you all could be rolling these while you're counting. Yeah, and then Wayne's <laughs> like, why are you even here then? Like, <laughs> what are you here for? <laughs> You're not going to be helpful. Well, <laughs> there has to be stakes. Yeah, I said the stakes couldn't be lower. <laughs> but also at the same time, I wouldn't want to do that either. So. I wouldn't want to have to count them all, no. This yeah. is when you need one of those machines. And that's a long night for them if Derry and Dan don't, don't even get started counting until midnight. Yeah. Do you have anything else for that scene? Um... I just wrote down, I love Wayne's impassioned speech stance. <laughs> he does maintain a different stance for that. And I wrote down, where's his sneaky fiance? Mm, we haven't her seen, we've seen her once all season. She was in the last episode. The last episode, and I feel like that's it. And the very end of the very first episode at the bonfire for oh, that's right. two minutes. But yeah, no, she's not been in, she's not, that was some foreshadowing, I think. That's she's true. in all of season six and then gets proposed to and then cannot be found in exactly. season seven. Very strange. Mm. 
suspect. Sus, That's all I have. As Scarlett would say. Very yeah. sus. <laughs> as the kids would say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. They start their competition as Katie seeks Gail's help. Wayne starts to make his plan with Dan and Derry, both offering plans such as dog washing slash movie watching fundraiser that Derry would call Hair Bud or Dan's In the Doghouse, where women could pay for their husbands to sleep in actual doghouses. But Wayne passes on both and says, good old-fashioned door-to-door. So I kind of combined two scenes because the one with Katie and Gail yeah. was so short. I kind of forgot what was going on for a second. Oh. <laughs> because... I was like, oh, Katie's going to drink. And then I was like, oh, no, she's doing, she did the fundraiser thing. Well, I said, being the first person at the bar is never a good sign. Because <laughs> that's what does Gail say to her? Like, I didn't have you pegged for a, a nooner something. Yeah. I something. But yeah, like that first person, we used to have people that would wait outside the door before we opened. So as soon as we unlocked the door to be open for business, there were a handful of people that would come in. At the bar? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's one thing because we serve food, too. So it's like if you're there to eat, that's one thing. But if you're there on 12 o'clock on a Saturday for a drink, which Katie wasn't. But and I love the parent trap handshake. I, I thought too. that was cute. That was awesome. I think it showed that their friendship goes much deeper than we actually see. Yes. Really, mm-hmm. I you really get kind of a grasp of their friendship this episode because you know that they're always nice to each other and they hang around each other a lot, mm-hmm. but this seemed more than just bartender and customer. Yeah, they're know? actually friends. Yeah. And you see that because they didn't just make that up on the spot. Yeah, that was definitely something that's been rehearsed a time or two. Did you did you ever learn the parent trap handshake with a friend when you were a kid? No, I didn't. But I did I immediately recognized it. Yeah. It's so that it's crazy that it's that iconic that you see it and, and you're you like I know, know where that's what it from. Is. Yes, immediately you know where it was from. At first, I thought Katie was hitting up Gail for pennies, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea because like, she might have quite a few pennies. Yes, yeah. change and stuff from bar things. But then I realized that she's going there for her place to recruit pennies from. I guess. Yeah. I circled back around to that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that was just a little short, so I combined the two for the um, synopsis. But but really quickly, I did write down just part of that Katie Gail scene. I said, where did Gail run to? She just runs off. <laughs> it kind of tracks for Gail. Though. Like, <laughs> I mean, she it's... literally could have just been like circling back around to the back door or something. I mean, I'm not surprised, but she just runs away. <laughs> surprised but yeah she does just take off with all her limbs flailing and then the guys at the farmhouse i wrote down they're so mean to dairy i know you've never quite a head start good buddy you haven't even left the house yet fuck one of the obvious awards this year dairy you're a shoe-in he's gonna do the red carpets i hear ryan seacrest can't wait to talk to you who's your wearing i hear ben maroon he can't wait to talk to you they'll probably put you up between cardi b's and sasha baron's cones i look at cardi b over there sporting a baby bum fuck she brave eh but I kind of love it a little bit. Like, it's still funny. When the award show, Ryan Seacrest is going to want to talk to you. Yeah, look, Cardi B. She brave <laughs> sporting that baby bump. <laughs> I love award shows. I don't watch them, but I love to know the outcome of things like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the Oscars and stuff. Do you like to know who wins, or do you like to see how they look? 
I because I like, like a big thing at award shows. I like both. I like to see what they wore, mm-hmm. and then I also I like to know who's nominated. I like to speculate in my head, and then when I find out who wins, I like to judge silently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't watch them. I just want to see the results on Facebook without having to sit through all of the acceptance speeches and yeah. stuff afterwards. And then I wrote down, "Do you like award shows?" and who would you want to sit between at your award show if you went Ooh. So, I could take or leave award shows. I'm kind of like, I like to see what people wore. Yeah. And I like to know who won. Mm-hmm. But not enough to watch the actual show. Agreed. Just to, like, catch the highlight reel afterwards. Yeah. So, I think that... What, which one would you go to? If you were like, I can go to one of any of them. Honestly, I like... The feel of the Oscars best. Okay. Like, it's very fancy. Yes. Yeah. And everybody just looks so elegant. Like the Grammys, I don't think I'd like to go to that yeah. uh, you know, anymore. And I'd like to sit between Jennifer Lawrence and Jenny Slate. Ooh, that's fun. I just think that, like, Jerry's on both sides. <laughs> yeah, they're both so funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we could sit there and drink and laugh through the whole thing, no matter what was happening. I will forego the opportunity to sit beside any handsome men to <laughs> sit between those two amazing, funny ladies. What about Very you? big of you. I <laughs> go to the Emmys uh. because where streaming has kind of warped everything mm-hmm. lately. So many movie stars are also in TV shows now. And so I feel like I could see people at the Oscars. I could also p- see people at the Emmys. I think that would be really fun. Oh yeah. And it's a bunch of mix of people. Mm-hmm. I had, did not even think about this. <laughs> I don't know why I don't answer. <laughs> you, you I always, me, but you didn't answer. I ask question. you all these questions and I'm like, yeah, that is a good quote. Wow. That's a good answer. <laughs> I should think about, <laughs> I should think about that. <laughs> if only. Okay. Let's see. TV shows. What if we, besides Letterkenny, I'm trying to think of what what I've been watching and who I'd be interested to sit next to. Yeah, have you watched anything good lately? We'll take that opportunity. Yeah, I've, I've been watching The Gilded Age and stuff. I'm trying to think, oh, which Gossip Girl. Ooh, that would be good. I think Leighton Meester, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, from Gossip Girl, yeah. original Gossip Girl. Yeah. Blair. Blair. Who is married to Adam Brody, and that makes In my, real life? In real life. Aww, they have two kids. cute. She seems super fun, super chill. I think I would sit next to her. And then... I could see you two getting along. I just think she seems so cool. And then, for my other pick, Chris Evans isn't in any TV shows, <sighs> is he? Um, Doesn't matter. You could pick him. This is our podcast. <laughs> He's going to the Emmys now for some reason. Actually, no. I'll take that back. Selena Gomez also Mm. seems super cool. I low-key love her music, and she seems fun and funny and really chill, and... Did you watch Only Murders in the Building? Yes! I love her in that! She just seems really cool. So those are going to be my two picks. And... No, maybe it's not. I was going to say, I think that might be one of Josh's music crushes, but it's not... He loves Demi Lovato and Jesse J. Like, their voices. I don't think he cares about Selena. <laughs> My runners up, then, oh, for who I'd sit yes. between, might have to switch to Steve Martin and Martin Short, honestly. Now that oh, they're only so I have adorable. loved them since I first saw The Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. And then when Father of the Bride came out, 
I love those two together. They're I was so, so happy cute. to see them in something together again. Yeah. It was just... I'm glad it's doing well, too. Because when I saw that, I thought, oh, that might not hit with viewers anymore. You know, yeah. just because it had Selena in it, I thought, well, hopefully, you know, it does well. That's enough to draw and in it's a so young good. It is good. So... And, yes, I'm excited for... A season two. Me too. I love that they acknowledge, like, hey, we're leaving all of these things hanging at the end of this season. Oh, we can circle back around to the... Oh, have you finished it yet? Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I just had the thought that maybe I spoiled that. Sorry, listeners, if yes, you had Yes, and you're like, it. oh, no, we have to start all over with a, a mystery. <laughs> also, I'm going to do a runner-up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in any... I can't think if he's in any TV shows, so... Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Is just an awesome human being. He just seems, again, like, I just I just want to sit next to people who seem really cool, even though they are super famous. Yeah, like, so I could see me being friends with you. That's who I would say. I don't want to sit next to somebody that I'm so intimidated by them. I don't. Yes. I can't talk to him. He seems like he could be friends with anybody. And yes. so, yes, I agree with that. I loved his reaction when he was named Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stuff that he did with uh, Stephen Colbert. Yes. yes. And he said his wife started laughing or something like that. And I'm like, oh. He is. I mean. I don't disagree with I that at all. I don't disagree. No. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. We're off track. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. The price is- of lumber is getting ridiculous. <laughs> The price of lumber is ridiculous. I was going to say something about that because we priced a deck, and I know you guys are yes. doing a deck, and I was just like, Ferda. price of lumber is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, we decided to not build a deck because it was so Well, expensive. we're not either. We're doing a patio uh, now because they said you could do three times the amount of patio for the price of yeah, for the price small of this little deck. Like, yeah. two planks of two by four. <laughs> Wayne asking for their opinion only to shoot them down seems kind of mean. Like, well, you didn't come up with anything yet. You asked for their opinion. Yeah. And, and what he comes up with is just asking people for money. Yeah. Just asking people. But it feels very on brand for Wayne. That's true. I can't give him too much crap because that's exactly who he is as a person. Yeah. <laughs> of the three, which would you pick? The doggy wash slash drive-in movie, whatever it was. Wash the dogs, watch the movies dairies building dog houses to have your significant others sleep in them and pay for that via dan or door-to-door knocking like wayne says i would pick dan's for creativity but dairies for it's just going to be cheaper logistically across the board so dairies was the one that i would pick too you know it it provides something but also could be a fundraiser like come get your dog wash and give us some money and we'll also be playing doggy movies in the background. I feel like that's not a bad option at all and no. Wayne really poo-pooed on it. I know, he said, don't piss me off, Derry. <laughs> don't piss me off, Derry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Wayne. And oh, I also wrote down, okay, he, he's like, you know, just a regular old drop in and he asks for people's pennies. I wrote down, do not drop in on me ever. Ever. <laughs> Don't just show up to people's houses. <laughs> Don't. If you knock on my door, I'm not going to answer it. I will turn the TV volume down until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I gotta put my headphones on. People think, trying to get in here, talk to me. Uh, nobody uh, wants to talk to you. All right. <laughs> the uh, psychology, though, behind the, just real quick. I was going to ask, is there anything to that, yes, do you think? Yes, that is, I 
I think we learned about that in social psychology. Oh. But yeah, it's it's a uh, what did I write down? It's less threatening and it feels non permanent, and so people are relaxed by it, yeah. and it creates more of a just a knee jerk reaction, like oh, okay, you put your guard down. Yeah. So it's a it's a real thing. Interesting. It seemed to make sense, but it's nice to know that there is some actual, like, study behind that. And the last note I have for this scene is that I wish that Wayne had curtsied like Katie when they clapped for him. That would have been cute. That would have been so cute. You should write for this show. (laughs) Sometimes we would do way better. (laughs) But that's all I have for that. All right. At Modine's, Katie asks Dickens for a donation, to which he replies he already donates to Noah's Bark annually. Gail reprimands him leading her into saying that she would like to Dwayne the Rock his Johnson. Gail announces $1.99 highballs until midnight so Katie can have the pennies, but Katie says it won't be enough. Gail tells her to create a new charity and a little white lie so more people will donate. Katie agrees, saying it's for the animals and the little white lie never hurt anyone. That's true. I wrote down that... A dollar ninety nine highball seems cheap. Is super that cheap? cheap, super cheap. I would say because it's. I mean, it's technically a mixed drink, and I mean, even just a single. I don't know. It just felt really cheap. Yeah, that seemed super cheap to me too. Even if it's just like one shot of well liquor. Yeah, that's still super cheap for a drink. Like uh, the Aaron Taylor his Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Aaron Taylor Johnson? <laughs> Now that I know who you are. (laughs) If you already donate to a charity and somebody asks you to donate to a similar charity, Mm -hmm. would you? I feel like he's not in the wrong saying like, hey, I already make a donation to an animal charity every year. That's true. I mean, she is only asking for pennies, so I think it would, depending on how much they asked for. But if you're already donating, I don't think I would feel bad about not donating. I, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Can you spare a penny or two? I can spare one, two, three, looking at four dollars, looking at five, 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 looking at five, oh, eight, looking at five, sold, but it don't come free. What for? I'm collecting for Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. I give annually to Noah's Bark. Get off your wallet, dick skin. It just depends, and it's not like my mood or anything, mm-hmm. but if I do that anyway, and I don't have stuff on, if I don't have pennies on me, yeah. then I, I probably wouldn't go super far out of my way to try to donate to something that's already very similar to something I already donate to. I hate to say this, but convenience does play into whether or not... If I'm at a drive-thru and they say, do you want to donate a dollar or, like, round up your change mm-hmm. for da-da-da-da, usually I say, yeah, go ahead and do Me that. Me too, yeah. But if somebody came and knocked on my door, like I said, I'd probably just leave them standing out there. <laughs> you and I are very <laughs> introverted, mm-hmm. depending. And... You can't just sneak attack people like yeah. that. No. Especially you, introverts. Yeah. Don't go to somebody's house. What do you think this is? Like the 80s? I wrote down that Gail is about to run out of whiskey and ginger ale. Because $1.99 highball till midnight. I feel like that's going to go over pretty well. Uh, it w- uh, Yeah. She'll definitely sell a lot. Yeah. With it, but this is, again, Gail just expressing how bad of a business owner she is. Because... Yes. That's not profitable. Is she going to have enough pennies to then turn over to Katie, too? Because the point would be they're probably giving her $2, and then she would then give a penny to Katie. So she'd have all those pennies anyway. I just feel like it's a good business sense to at least get some money into your pocket, but 
do you have enough pennies for all of the popularity this drink's probably about to have? And also, I've never really had too much. I know he's not always been your favorite character, but mm -hmm. a one cent tip is bullshit. Don't leave somebody a t one cent tip. My hope was that he caught it back at the end of the night. But I was irritated by that, too. When he's like, that's your tip. I That irritated no, you so much. It, it, it triggered something in my brain like, mm, don't do that to your server. Yeah, that is really trashy. Like, you need to leave a tip. Uh, Bonnie was very assertive here. I literally, my next note was I didn't like aggro Bonnie. Oh, you didn't? No. You I, think Gail's rubbing off on her? That's what it seemed like to me. It was like, I don't know. I didn't like it. Maybe that's Bonnie's aggro work personality? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Since Marie Fred's not been around, she couldn't be mean to her. She had to get it out of her system somehow. <laughs> What did you think about Gail proposing that they just lie about the I reason? did not like that. I said, yeah, Ferda. You Tibidu, because she's yes. like, one, not everybody cares about this organization. You got people pulling around sick cows by chains, which, yeah, Ferda. You, but don't lie about a charity. No. Don't do it. If you're asking people to for their money, and again, it, they make a point of saying it's just pennies, which, yeah, that's true. So I guess it just gets down to fundamentally who you are as a person. To me, lying about what you're raising money for for a charity feels wrong. And I don't know. I don't agree with that. What I about agree. you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's because they say not everybody loves Don Cherry. And I was like, what is up with Don Cherry? I guess in 2019 he made some sort of controversial statements. I did not look them up specifically. Oh, see, I I wondered about why people might not, but I didn't look it up. But so this came out in 2019, so I guess people were probably still a little Yeah, he got fired from something oh. in 2019 because of controversial statements. I didn't really deep dive into that because I was like there's enough negativity in the world. I don't Yes. I don't want to be disappointed. We're not going to we won't put any more out there. Let's uh, except for when we're disappointed in letter K. <laughs> <laughs> and my last note is that I love Gail talk yoga that she does. She's constantly moving her hands yes. in the ways of breathing and let that <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, I was here for it. I think she has really found her stride in the show. And in my heart. And like, in my heart. Because I really disliked her, and now she makes me smile. Yeah. And I still disagree with saying, hey, lie about your charity, but her as a person, I'm here for now. That's all I have. All right. Wayne, Dan, and Derry stop by Mia Sophia's house to ask for her spare pennies. She proceeds to mention her chest, jugs, puppies, tits, girls, and cans, making the Hicks try to look at anything but her breasts and prompting Wayne to ask if she's ever seen the airplane movies. Airplane, Naked Gun, Hot Shots, all of those. I've only seen Airplane, but I love that movie. That's so, it's the holy grail of double entendre. Yes. And, uh, just so <laughs> really not airplane two even <laughs> uh, oh look at you ceiling <laughs> i love I love when that was my favorite clip josh you have to plug that, that <laughs> look was, at you what's up ceiling that was you. amazing how are you now good news are you two 
staring at my girls? No. Oh, look at you, Celine. What's up? You is. I wrote down, okay, so this is Julia Burton, who is Tyson's wife. Tyson is Jay Burton. Oh, they're both J JB. Aw. And. Aw. Yeah, isn't that cute? <laughs> I wrote down, though, I wonder if she's had her boobs done because she was in the last episode and I swear they didn't look they that didn't big. They didn't look that big, no. So I wonder it, if she got a boob job. It's also from somebody who has naturally very large breasts, it's hard for them to be that perky when they're natural. Yes. But some people's are. I mean, she's very athletic, though. Like, That's you true. can tell that she works out. So that helps with buoyancy. But they didn't seem that big previously. Yeah. Though that shirt they really draws some attention to them. So. They looked bigger and they looked parkier. She might have had some sort of really good push up bra that was hidden. Yeah. Sometimes you can get those clear, sticky things. But even yeah. those, that's hard for natural boobs to be to stay up, up. That high. Yeah. yeah. I love Especially that shirt, though. I mean, <laughs> like, if you can pull it off, I More I power to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. I tried on a shirt the other day, which ended up being kind of like this, but I didn't realize it when it was mm -hmm. on the hanger. I just thought, like, oh, maybe that'd be an easy shirt to breastfeed in. <laughs> And then I tried it on, and I was like, oh, dang, no, I can't wear this. <laughs> I wrote down, the girls look bigger than they did last episode. Right, Josh? <laughs> I do not have to answer that question. Uh, have you ever heard puppies called tits before? I have. Um, I've, I've never heard that expression. I think, I heard, I think I've heard my grandpa say that before. Grandpa's got the <laughs> but oh. and then I also wrote down I do love her chest and jugs because I, I was like I I love antique stuff. I thought that would be a great chest to do a, a flip on to like yeah. sand it down, get some I don't know like some paint or something. We like, love a good chest. Yes, I love a good chest. <laughs> Liked those jugs a lot too, and the puppies were very. Oh my cute. gosh, those tits were great. Those, let's get those tits in our hands. They were so cute and so quiet. I thought they were fake at first. <laughs> like little stuffed animals. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like, you know you'd have your hand, these these tits in your hand sooner than later. And Wade's like, nope, didn't know that. Didn't. <laughs> I love how he's trying so hard to make sure that he's being in the right about not looking yes. directly at that. Not <laughs> There's going to be no question about whether or not I was inappropriate because nope, didn't, <laughs> but okay. Didn't touch that, didn't look at them. Yes, didn't comment on it. What? No. I loved it. I don't always love word play mm -hmm. and entendre like stuff that they get into but i was chuckling like a little middle school yes so this. this one did not bother me near as much as like all the one the stuff in the last episode mm -hmm. and i think it was just what they're talking about so talking about boobs in this way didn't bother me as much as when they talk about the stuff that they talked about in the last episode i wrote down uh, it's strange I feel like Wayne would have tried to date Mia Sophia when he was single, you know? Hmm. Because they seem to kind of know each other casually, and she seems to be single. I wonder why that didn't happen. What stopped that when Wayne was looking for love? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Oh, Wayne needing that beer at the end made me laugh, though. Yes. He's like, Darren, give me your beer real quick. <laughs> Just real quick. <laughs> Turns the whole thing up. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's all That's all I have for that part. Then that is where my detailed synopsis ends. So then I just made a note of what the next scenes were. So the next one is Katie at Modine's. 
Yes, Katie at Modine's, who she has a table set up trying to get pennies donated to her by making up <laughs> different charities. She says donate to the YMCA, Word Vision, or Uniself because she's trying to send herself to university. All of these lies irritated me. I wrote down lies and deceptions. Lies and deceptions, Katie. And then. Gail tells her she needs to bring something for the ladies. Yes, because she keeps getting donations from the guys, but the ladies ignore her. And this is where Katie goes downhill fast for me. Man, I knew... Well, I was irritated, yes, mm. immediately. But I knew you would be irate. I knew you would be bad Because well. she calls our boys, who are such sweet baby angels, they just want to be helpful to everybody, and they drop everything... Look, she doesn't even ask them. She, she demands, yes. get down here. Do as you're told. It would have been so much cuter, and it would have made me like her better, if she had asked humbly and just as though they were friends, not as though she was demanding them. Yeah, like they're her, her slaves, and she's the slave driver, and just expects them to do, at the drop of a hat, whatever she wants. And it just really pissed me off, because... Yes. Like you said, she could have asked nicely, and it would have changed the whole scenario. But she's like, come down here now. Well, it doesn't matter what it's for. Just come down here. Boys, loadings. Because I need backup. Stat. But I am on board with getting to see our boys this episode. So I was like, <laughs> at least we get to see Look, them. I, I don't begrudge that they were there at all. I am mad about how they were told to cut like yes mm. i agree i think it was pretty all right and then the next scene is did you have anything else for that scene mm -mm, the no. next scene is wayne at coach's house asking for his donations <laughs> i love this etsy sign that coach has on his front I door too <laughs> it says home is where the barb is and it's so sweet <laughs> Oh. This small talk that they get into immediately because, because you know, they do a little small talk and then it immediately gets weird because Coach always has to say something about Barb. I said, I love Good Mood Coach. It gets so down so fast, but that fake happy turnaround and their interaction, their small talk, yes, was great because it, it had that absolute feel of they're both just faking happy and nice not that they're not friendly with each other but this whole kind of forced friendly kind of like oh we're gonna it's, be a little playful with each other yeah it's oh a my God, very so small it's town yes it's yes it I, I wrote down i love the authenticity <laughs> of this exact type of situation that happens in small town wherever because we we I feel, feel that yes. spiritually. Yes, in our to our core, in our bones. Well, well, look at what the cat dragged in. That's better than what the cat coughed up. Right before curiosity killed it. <laughs> Your toesies must be frozies. Just like my nosies. How are you now? Well, I'm about two points above average. Oh, two's better than one last time I checked. It's a beautiful day out. Too nice. Well, I'd complain, but who would listen? <laughs> and that's something that originally, you know, when Letterkenny started... The whole premise of it is like, hey, let's make a show about this small town that we're from. And this gave it such authentic, like you said, authentic small town vibes. Yes. That's how an interaction in a small town happens. That's and exactly how it would go. It feels like it just actually happened. Yeah. So rather than reaching for those 
either really forced jokes or really grody jokes like they sometimes do. Mm -hmm. This was just, this is a small town interaction and it's funny just because it's accurate. And it made me really happy to be a Letterkenny fan again. It just kind of brought back those. This is why I like that show. I agree. And I wrote down, I think that Mark is an excellent actor because he pulls this off spectacularly. Mm -hmm. It was, it was so good. Josh and my cousin's husband, Michael, kind of do this back and forth sometimes, tongue in cheek, uh -huh. very, like, because they're very good friends, and they're ridiculous together, but they'll just go back and forth, and just, they won't, they each try to one-up each other about the most ridiculous thing that can be said, <laughs> basically. So, if it just feels very authentic, like I said. Yes. I wrote down Wayne's face. When Coach walks away to get the pennies, I said, that's the real emotion behind yes. the face. Like, uh, I have a second to just not have to be this way. And then as soon as Wayne leaves and Coach says, like, what did he say? I can't remember now. United oh, Wayne or, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I read. He doesn't even really, Coach well, doesn't ask, but he doesn't even really tell Coach what it's what for. What it's for, yeah. But it's just Weird. like. That, oh, I'm being so nice and friendly to your face, and then as soon as you walk away, I'm like, oh, yes. this guy. <laughs> or not even that, just like, oh, that was emotionally exhausting. Yes, I'm, I'm drained now. So, <laughs> how crazy do we think that Coach is when he's alone in that house? I have three scenarios, but tell me what you were about to say. So, it was like, do we think he's dressing up dolls crazy, or... Barb is in a rocking chair somewhere crazy, or how on that scale of Norman Bates characters on Criminal Minds, where does he fall on that crazy scale? I wrote down, is this <laughs> yes. a fake wife completely? This has never existed ever. You've brought that up before that you wonder if Barb is just completely made up. Is Barb's body in <laughs> Coach's house? That was my question. <laughs> Or is he talking to Barb as a ghost? So. Yeah. So when he said, because he, he says like, yeah, I don't know when Barb, like, you want me to draw you a bath? I'm picturing he has a blow up doll dressed in her clothes. Yes. He has her skeleton dressed up in her clothes. <laughs> or he's just talking to himself, imagining that she's there. Yeah. Yes. And I could really see any one of those things being true. Oh my gosh. But that's all I have for that little interaction. So then our boys are at Modine's helping Katie. I wrote down these two precious baby angel beauties came to help this girl. She does not deserve that. Who does not deserve it. They're also wearing Letterkenny Irish gear, which hmm. made me question why. Hmm. Because I actually forget. I don't know if they come back. I don't know if they're just wearing their old stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I put, first off, you are asking, quote-unquote asking, because she doesn't actually ask, for help. Stop being so bitchy. Yeah. At least tell them what they're doing. Yeah. Because they start to ask, and she's like, she literally says, do as you're told. That, and that, I wrote that pissed down. me the fur off. <laughs> I was so Get out, Katie. mad. Second. Let our boys have a conscience. This is shysty. Yeah, they didn't like it. Yeah. They said, that seems shysty to lie about this charity. And she's like, go do it. And even Gail, and I have to say, come on, Gail. <sighs> yes, it's just pennies, but don't back this up. That's not good. 
And so, yeah, that whole scene just pissed me off. But our our, our boys were there. They got pulled over to the dark side because he said, but I'm looking at dimes. I'm looking at dimes. <laughs> Trying to get pennies, but I'm looking at dimes. Looking at dimes, which, I mean, me and Sophia, I would say dime. Yeah. So. I wrote a note that I don't understand. <laughs> Lay it on me and I'll see if Why I can interpret it. every time? <laughs> I wrote down, did you hear about the Bill Gates divorce? I have no idea Oh, why. it's because one of the things that she says is donate to the Melinda and Bill Gates yes. something. Yeah, she says something about them. Okay. But yeah, they got divorced. Yeah. Apparently he cheated. I was just like, really? Yeah. But anyway. Can you imagine that divorce settlement? I know. Well, that's what I was thinking. She's been giving it away. Have you heard? Yes. She's just charity. Here you go. Charity. Here you go. Good for you. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Anyway, that's all I have for that. Yes. Is anyone interested in contributing to the Dollar Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? And then at McMurray's house. When we we see just a picture of McMurray's house, something popped into my mind. I wrote down... If Bonnie were just asked outright, do you think she would support Wayne or Katie? Hmm. So I think that she probably donated to Katie just because Katie was at Modine's first. But I feel like if Wayne asked her, she would find some pennies somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she, she would <laughs> scrounge something <laughs> up and give Wayne whatever pennies she could. I agree. Yes, that's how I feel. Um, McMurray, present. Present. <laughs> he is just... Excited to be involved. He is. Which kind of makes me sad. I know. Sorry. Because it's kind of like our boy... McMurray and our boys are very different, but they have that same kind of where they... They're kind of always included, but only when something is needed from them. Yeah. And appreciation for them as a person is rarely ever there the way it should be. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, McMurray. You deserve better. You, like, he's annoying, but yeah, he does. He's still a person. I, okay, I'm getting riled again. <laughs> His house is beautiful from the outside with yeah. the snow and that porch. And he seems to have an inside and an outside hot tub. Does he? I, yeah. Because I, I noticed one on the on the deck on outside, the deck. so what it looks like. And then the one that he does have, there's Down. one inside, mm-hmm. too, so... But the outside of the house was so pretty with all the snow that it made me think of last week when we said, we like to look at pictures of snow. Don't really like the reality of snow. What would you think about the snow that we got this week? I like my snow during the week so I can get a day off work. (laughs) Which I actually did technically get a day off work Saturday because I was supposed to work Saturday. So that was nice. But it was that was a good one. Like if we're going to get snow, I'd rather have one like that. And then it was basically all gone the next day, so it was was fine, yeah. That's how I like my winter. Yes. A good snow one day and gone the next. I like a fast food drive-through winter. Yes. You want to donate that extra 53 cents rounded up for charity? (laughs) Yes, I do. Oh, gosh. Their intro to their conversation, I love, because we know it's going to be awkward. Let's go ahead and pause. We'll get that out of the way. Like, oh, I don't say anything right now? Okay. And then you go? Wait. Okay. And him saying what Mrs. McMurray would say to me was a thousand times funnier than her actually saying anything. Oh, really? Yes. Like, 
Because <laughs> what does he say? He's like, in the words of Mrs. McMurray, or like, as Mrs. McMurray would say, there's a special place in heaven, heaven for those cocksucking animal lovers. And it's just like, I hate when she says it, but when, but when he, he said it, trying to like sound like on her. On behalf yes, of her. It was so funny oh, to me. Oh, bless. As Mrs. McMurray would say, there's a special place in heaven for them cocksucking animal lovers. I love their little awkward back and forth, too, where he's like, if I was any more right, I'd be left. Or if I was doing any better, they'd have to take me off OHIP, <laughs> which I looked up. Is it it? Ontario okay. Health Insurance Plan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was like an antidepressant or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, it, it's the same kind of interaction that he had with Coach where if he wasn't actively asking for them for something, he would not be this pleasant. I agree. Jokey with them. These characters have rich old guy laughs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where they're very pleased with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I just made myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I'm wealthy. Laughing. I don't have to actually make funny jokes because my money makes up for the fact that I don't have to be funny. <laughs> so, And somewhere within this back and forth, Wayne says, can I ask you something real quick? And he says, literally anything. And that just kind of <laughs> made me sad for him. Because he does just want to genuinely be Wayne's friend so bad. And I feel like if it came down to it, Wayne would help him out if he needed something. But if he had to just hang out with him socially for no reason and he wasn't asking him for money, he'd probably do it, but he wouldn't enjoy it as much. Wayne wouldn't. Yeah. Whereas McMurray would just would do anything to be his friend. And yeah, it is a little sad. But he says that these sperms are acceptable. <laughs> because McMurray. Because McMurray. Because, <laughs> exactly. yes. I said this fake polite banter is gold. And it gets harder for Wayne with each interaction. Yeah, you can see him losing it. Too much fun. <laughs> and I feel that because you ever have days where you have <laughs> where you have to interact with more than just either a f- the few people that you're used to interacting with. Yeah. And every additional person just drains you. That's how I feel like Wayne is feeling. At my work, sometimes I have to give presentations. And so that takes up my entire emotional stores for the day for the week, basically. And I also have to anxiety the crap out of it until it gets here. So if it's especially in the middle of the week, Monday, Tuesday is filled with just anxiety because I know that Wednesday at lunchtime or whatever, I have to I have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then I do it. And I always do well because it's something that I I know what I'm talking about when I'm giving the presentation. And everyone's always super nice because it's normally annual training. They have mm-hmm. to hear it over and over again. And they're always super complimentary and tell me that I do a good job and such. And then the rest of the week is like, I'm exhausted, but I'm so glad that's yeah, done. I'm so glad it's done, but it has dra- it's sucked every bit of my energy. Yes. I completely understand. I feel like this is going to be a long one because I still have two pages. But anyway. I still have quite a few pages of notes, too. Look at that. Yeah. That's all I have for that. And then our boys at Modine's. And we cut back to our boys who are trying to help katie by getting pennies from the ladies and they've invented doctors without boards 
and they're trying to get money out of Mia Sophia, who I'm surprised has any pennies left, to be honest. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Bonnie would donate to both, too, because Mia Sophia donates to both. All right. So I have questions. One, who says that they will only donate to a charity if you take your shirt off? That just seems so wrong to me. And then who has that many pennies on them? Because once our boys do take their shirts off, they're throwing handfuls of pennies into these jars. Like you can hear how many are in there. I never have change on me anyway, but who actually has that many pennies after they have given what you think would be all of their pennies Mm -hmm. to Wayne in just a previous scene? The girls demand that the guys take their shirts off and then they'll get all the pennies. So miraculously... The guys take their shirts off. They seem a little not into it at first. They seem weirded out. Yeah. But then we're, later when you, we see them with all of these pennies, they seem more into it. I don't know. I like seeing it. Uh, the but the I way don't that love, it came about yeah. was not. Like, if they just had their shirts off, then that's fine. You know, if they had set up a table, even like a kissing booth or something, you know, come Ooh. see Riley and Jonesy with their shirt off and donate your pennies. If it was something they were in on... And or if they had suggested it. Yes, but her just saying, take your shirts off and I'll give you money. I didn't like that. I did think it was very sweet when he was taking his shirt off. And he says, will you hold my hat for a second? But I was like, oh. It, it was sad almost I know, when I they were doing it. I felt like they were really being taken advantage of and did not sit well with me. No, but anyway. Anyway, you, it's okay that we like the boys with their shirts <laughs> off. <laughs> We just want them to do it of their own accord. <laughs> we want them to own their own sexuality. Yes. I said, but I think Gail has to lose points here because you can't just have people walking around your restaurant with no shirts on. <laughs> but Riley and Jonesy get two points each. <laughs> so. We'll give you all the points and all the pennies. Do you think that they do push-ups and sit-ups before they have to have shirt-off scenes? I have seen... Interviews with actors about stuff like that. Yeah. It was actually, speaking of all the these these Marvel guys and sitting next to Chris Evans, I think it was Chris Evans, either he or Anthony Mackie, one of them had to be in a scene and they were like lifting weights and doing push-ups right before, so their muscles were bulgy yeah. right beforehand. And the other one was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Like, I felt a little too self-conscious to do that beforehand. And they're like, who cares if you're doing push-ups next to the camera before you're on camera? Like, it makes you look like this when you're on camera. So just do it if you want to do it. And that's what I thought. If I had a shirtless scene, I definitely would be doing would. I would need to know that a week in advance, I am getting rid of all my carbs, getting rid of all my fizzy drinks. Yes. I'm going to definitely be working out every day and five minutes before the scene. Yes, up until right when the scene is shot, yes. I wrote down, they both look very tan, though, for it to be wintertime. I think that Jonesy always looks a little tan. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if that's just his skin tone or if he tans or if it was, which this was released in October, so they maybe still had a little bit of, well... October in Canada might be colder than October in Tennessee. October 11th in Tennessee, it could still be 80 degrees outside. Yeah. So you could still just be tan. I feel like Andrew Heard just keeps one really easily. Yeah. He he has a good skin tone for that. And I can't tell. I guess Katie and Bonnie, I don't know if they're looking on in confusion or in appreciation. 
I couldn't quite tell either. I think it was a little bit of a combination of both. Like, yeah. why is this happening? But I'm okay with it happening kind of thing. Which seems a little strange because Bonnie's never oogled them too much. Yeah. I wrote down, would Katie be okay with Bonnie going after one of them? I feel like she doesn't really have the right to not To not be okay. It. Yeah. They have tried their best to be with her over and over and over again. So uh, I think I would feel very upset if she had say so in their love life at this point. Yeah. But I don't know. If Bonnie chose to pursue that, which one do you think she would? Because I don't see Bonnie being like Katie and just dating them both. But it's kind of hard to pick one from the other in that manner. I don't know. I can't discern if she's talked to one more than the other. But I do agree. I think she would pick one. Yeah. I just don't know For which. a reason, specifically. Like, hey, your personality and mine mesh better. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But that's all I have for that scene. Yeah. Then the next one is Wayne with uh, getting donations from Tyson and Joint Boy. Which there's no... Is there either there's no, no dialogue or very little dialogue There's no there. dialogue. They both just walk out of these duplexes right next to each other at the same time with... A sack full a of pennies. Who has a sack full of pennies? That's what I wrote down. Do you have pennies? Do you have a big thing of change at home? We have a growler that we got from a bar in Portland that we mm-hmm. brought back with us that we keep changing that's an eighth of the way full because we just don't really spend cash much anymore. Yeah. And so we don't have a lot of change. And so we put our change in that when we do get change. But if it was like, hey, can I have all of your pennies? It would be a very small amount. Yeah. It would not be anywhere near that amount. It would be at most a handful. Yeah. Maybe a, a tiny Ziploc sandwich bag and not even full full just here. <laughs> I do love that they're neighbors though. <laughs> I do too. I wrote down this is a very good setup for them. Yes. It's so cute to me that they're neighbors. It's the adult version of Riley and Jonesy living in the same room. Yes, it is. It's like, hey, we're, we don't live together and live in the same room, but we are still super close to each other. We're yeah. right next door anytime that our buddy wants to hang out, but still have our own space. That was a very good way of putting it. I wrote down, okay, so I lied. In this scene, there is dialogue. Wayne just yells real quick outside of there. Is that what he's, yeah. yeah. Real quick. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking there was something, but I couldn't remember what it was. It was just small. And at the end of the scene, we kind of just see a pan, and I don't know if it's, I think it's Wayne's. It looks like there's seven buckets full of pennies that Wayne has. Then the next scene is Wayne getting a donation from Glenn at the church. And <laughs> Glenn saying this, I call it my virgin mother load. Because <laughs> he's saving up his pennies to take a pilgrimage to Bethlehem. Yes. <laughs> to see where <laughs> the the virgin M birthed JC. Baby J. Baby J. Yeah. I was like, what did he say? I couldn't remember. That was, and I put Glenn is too much fun. He is. I knew that they would get into, especially after they said load pennies or whatever. I was like, they're they're about <laughs> to have fun with this wordplay. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Which it makes sense that Jonathan Torrens wrote this one because he likes that wordplay. He like does that, too. that dick wordplay, yeah. that meat wordplay. Well, I've been saving these up in the hopes that one day I'd have enough to go on a pilgrimage to Bethlehem so that I could see the actual spot where the Virgin M gave birth to the baby J. I call this my virgin mother load. And now I would like you to take this load in front of God and all his angels. Take my load, Wayne. Wayne, take my load in the church. 
too much fun. Yeah, I wonder if he comes up with concepts for the episode or if that's still more Jared. Hmm. Or if he's given, here's the scenarios. Write right a out. story, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they pan at the end of this one to Katie's, and it looks like Katie has five full buckets. So, not as much. No. On Glenn's, it says Pentecostal Church Fund. So I wrote, is he stealing from the church to give to Wayne? Because he would. Anything for you, Wayne. Yes, it feels very literally anything. Yes. (laughs) McMurray, literally anything. Oh, Glenn. And for some reason, I could see him doing that. But that's all I have. So then the next scene is at Modine's. This is the scene that really pisses me off. The women? The women are just throwing pennies, pennies at our boys who are shirtless on the ground trying to scoop them up. And as you point out, they don't seem to be quite as put off by not having their shirts on. They seem to be actually happy in this scene. But it is but, very contradictory to how it started. Yes. The women throwing pennies at them was just degrading. It makes me mad. I feel like if the roles had been reversed and if Wayne was there and had asked Bonnie and Rosie to come help him earn pennies, that if Bonnie and Rosie ended up on the floor with men throwing pennies at them... Not a good look. Not a good look at all. And that's exactly what's happening here. And it is not okay. Yeah. It is not okay with me. There's also this weird scene at the very end where Jim Dickens just weird stares at what's going on and then he puts a penny in the bucket and I don't know what's happening with Yeah, that. that one was strange to me too because at first I thought that he was going to reprimand Katie like this is not an okay thing for you to be doing but then he puts a penny in the jar so I just, I don't know. You could get donations without the having to do yeah, that. Yeah, this isn't necessary. Yeah, it's kind of how I took it. But I was still upset with him about the here's your tip thing so i don't so, know so, so i blacked know. out i don't know how i feel about you right now and that's all i had for that scene. yeah I, I knew it would piss you off it made me uncomfortable i was kind of on board for seeing it <laughs> and then when it cut to this part of the scene i was like oh this is kind of st- i don't know how I, I feel about it i will be the first to say i enjoy a shirtless riley and jonesy scene as much as the next person, probably more than some of the other people. <laughs> the way that this was done, I did not like at all. I feel that. So, all right. And then we're at the, the, basement? S- the basement with the skids asking for their donation. This seems like a last minute thing for Wayne where he's like, I don't think I'm going to win. So I'm going to take a big swing. going to go to the basement and see if I can get some more there. Rald has way too much fun with his double entendres here. Oh, in the we see Stuart do a bump. I didn't like that. It was very gross to me. For mm. whatever reason, I think it was the teeth. I don't know. Yes. Have you <laughs> Have you ever seen someone do yes, it? Yes, I was going to say, have you ever seen I've somebody not, do that? I'm, it's it's gross. So you get every last little bit of it. I've Never personally done it, but I have seen it done, and it just complete. It, yeah, it was the teeth. I wrote uh, down. Did you hate the explanation of the things that needed to get done? Because Roald does some voices. 
it didn't bother me that much. And actually, some of the voices made me laugh. Oh, okay. That's the mother load of pennies. Well, I'd be happy to give you my load, Wayne. You'd have to earn it, of course. Coax it out of me. Tell you what, I need a few things done around my place. That would be a fair trade. This load. Like what? My tub needs to be recocked. One of the cabinet doors in my kitchen is making this noise like... Every time you open it, the mosquito netting around my canopy bed has a tear in it. The handles on my vanity are jiggly. And my bone china. Because normally the voices are a thing that bother me, but yeah. this one didn't bother me. And trading a bit of handyman work for a lifetime of penny collection, because he says he's been collecting pennies yeah. his whole life. And Wayne and Stuart are both like, have you really? And But he keeps it there. Yeah. <laughs> like like Stuart's not pulled back that curtain ever. <laughs> when he pulls back the curtain and the other skin oh. is there and they hiss at each other. That's so made funny. Made me laugh. And then when he says jiggly, it made me laugh too. <laughs> like, uh, jiggly. It, is that a Pokemon thing? I have no idea. Josh would have to tell you. Nate and Scarlett watched Pokemon a lot together when she was a bit younger. I know there's a thing called a Jigglypuff. Yeah, a Jigglypuff. And it, so that's what it made me think of was Jiggly. I don't know. <laughs> like how the Pokemon say their own names again after. I, everything was funny in that whole scene for me except for the Coke. Mm-hmm. And then until the end when Stuart says he can smell. didn't let me finish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can yes, you it. did. That was so gross to me. Did you immediately have a sensory reaction? I did. I was just like... Ah. <laughs> so I have decided that fluffs are not funny, but I have discovered that jizz jokes are way less funny to me. Okay. Like, that is the That's thing. That's the spectrum. That's it. That is the basis of all the grossness that I can, like, know. I think that's part of the reason that I hated the last episode so much. Because it was all funny until that. And then I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least now we know. Now we know, yeah. And I don't have any more (laughs) notes for that scene. (laughs) And then Katie and Gail are back at Modine's. Oh, I don't have anything for that. Um, my next notes. Oh are, yeah, because because uh, uh, they're ready to go, mm. and she demands that the guys help her take them to the car and then drive her home. Yeah, I said Katie thanks Gail, which she should, but then it was painful for her to thank the boys. Like even though they did you, most of it. Yes, they're the ones who got her the majority of the pennies, and then she expects a ride without asking. Just me and these pennies need a lift home. It looks like she has twelve cans, from what I counted up so yeah just her she's just being ratty this episode she's she's being a twat this episode yes that was much better word than mine (laughs) and then back at the farmhouse with the pennies wayne also has 12 so i don't know how they're so certain that that he has more yeah because i counted both cans and they were the same so and they looked evenly full to me so i just don't know but somehow they... They kind of made... they. It's like they, without saying anything, implied that Wayne was definitely going to win. Yes. 
I wrote, but Katie is a gracious loser, even though it's the only gracious thing she's done this All whole episode. episode. Yeah, most of the series. And Wayne uh, almost looks like he wants to gloat about it, but then he sees, he feels bad. He, he knows that it's important to her. So then after that, Wayne excuses himself and he goes back to the rolls mm-hmm. to do these handyman fix-it things for rolls pennies. And rolled having Wayne say "colked" over and over again, <laughs> "colked" was great to Calk? me. <laughs> "Colked," <laughs> and then he's like, "It's like when you say a word so many times that you're second guessing yourself about is this even actually a word? Does it have any meaning anymore? I don't even know." "Colked." <laughs> Wayne then sneaks the pennies to to Katie, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's such a good big brother. It was a very sweet thing for him to do. So he he beat her is what they're making it out to be. He beat her and then he went and got these pennies and put them on her side so she could definitely win. I wonder how much letting her win over the years though, like making sure she's the one that won, mm-hmm. has contributed to her being such a brat now though. I agree. And like always just expecting others to just do for her. She's probably not faced a lot that she's not overcome with help, mm-hmm. at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the way that he did it, which is, so I'm not trying to take away from the sweetness. It was yeah. a sweet thing for him to do. But her not actually winning, and then him just going about it like, oh, she did win all along. You know, there has to be a certain amount of strive. And she... Wanted to win, but she didn't. I feel like, yeah, she probably didn't feel good about it. Yeah. A win without knowing that you actually won doesn't have any kind of reward or payoff. Yeah. It just, yeah. But the way that she treats Riley and Jonesy, especially like, you are guys in my life, so you should automatically just do something for me. It's so frustrating because it's almost like she's two separate people. Up until, what was it, season six? I was full on board with Katie. Mm-hmm. Then we had this weird period where she was very rude, very dismissive, and then she was kind of getting back on track. And this was a 180. She was a complete twat the whole time to them. And it's like, we want to like you, and I think that you're supposed to. But when you stop and look at how she's treating another to, well, two human beings. Yeah. It's it's like, I can't support you. I, I can't. Yeah. I just, I can't, can't endorse that, Katie. And I feel like he's been a bit of an enabler her whole life, probably. Yeah. Then that's in why we're in Follow the us position for more. that we're in today. <laughs> Follow us for more psychology tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's all I have for the whole episode. And I just realized I didn't give it a score, so you go first. Well, I was just going to say, them all sitting down together and rolling them together at the end. Yeah. Was a, it was a nice, sweet way to end that's this episode. True. That so. was a good friend thing. Yeah. To see them come together and it was for a good cause and you all it is a real thing so you should donate if you're into that if that's if that's your your thing and i liked how they put up the actual organization at the Mm -hmm. end of the episode so you have the information to go donate so yeah there you go i gave this one a six and a half there were parts that i really liked the pennies being thrown at the guys and katie's storyline with the guys 
Because, you know, when her and Gail do that handshake at the beginning, I'm all for her. Yeah. For, like, the first three-fourths of the episode, you're all in. Yeah. And then even at the very end, when she sits down to help him roll, it's like, okay, that's a nice thing for you to do. He lets you in, so you join in with the rolling of the pennies. But, man, her chunk of the show with their guys just really pissed me off. And it could have been done in the same way if it had just been their idea. Yeah. And a part of the whole she didn't really win, so maybe next year she'll work a little harder. She went to Modine's and sat in one place and expected other people to help her earn the money. Whereas Wayne put forth some effort to actually do it, though. I mean, he had the small talk with Coach and McMurray and had to endure that. He's still, still just going and asking people for money, but... He put forth, I feel like, more effort, so he should have won. Yeah, I agree. So I would have been that's just you know. more on board with her losing. I get that we're pulling out a sweet moment for Wayne. And you couldn't have reversed the two situations because Wayne is the kind of guy that would not at all ever lie to get pennies. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six and a half, too. That okay. is, as soon as it came out of your mouth, I thought, that's the perfect... That's- Level for me. Because I can't give it a seven in good conscience. No. But it's a little better than a six. And that's because I was, six was my original score. But Wayne's interactions with people really help lift it back up. And so. I love seeing everybody in an episode. It, Which it wasn't the same as like a big party, but it was still funny yeah. and fun. And the parts that were funny for me were really funny. It just, just worked. that, yeah. So, yeah, six and a half. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else on the episode, but I do have some What's the Scoop. Do yes, I, I do not, but I know you said you had a lot of What's the Scoop this Okay. Week. Well, here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. I started adding this into my initial notes because we were talking about award shows and such. I told you I love hearing nominees and such, and it made me think, oh, the Canadian Screen Awards are soon. Mm. So I looked them up. Just to see, you know, if Letterkenny was in the mix and if any of our people are in there, too. So, it's a ton. It's I have a full page wow. of, of things. So, the Canadian Screen Awards are going to be April 10th, 2022. If, I don't know what they come on. So, I'm not some sure. show at some station in Canada. Yeah, some <laughs> Canadian station. We probably will not be able to watch them, but... I'll just go in order of who we've got and what's involved. So, Letterkenny is nominated for Best Comedy Series, Best Writing on a Comedy Series, and that is for Mark and Jared, Season 9, Episode 2. I forget what that one is. I can't remember which one that is, though. But Mark and Jared. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could get behind that. Me too. They're also nominated for Best Photography, Best Photography Editing, Best Lead Actor, Jared is nominated, and Two Best Supporting Actress, Lisa Codrington, which is Gail. Yeah. And mm, I can never pronounce her name correctly. Tannis. Tannis. T.O. I forget how you pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry. I know she'll probably never listen to this, but (laughs) either way, I was so pumped to see this because... Tannis, really. Not that she's not great on the show. She's just such a smaller character in comparison to... I think, what, season nine, though? I'm trying to think. That's what I'm trying to think about, who, where she was at in season nine. I can't yeah. remember It's now. so hard, because now it feels like you don't ever see her. But mm-hmm. season nine, I think she's really involved. I think she's even... 
I don't know if it's on Letterkenny, but I know on the Shorzy show she is a executive producer, I oh, believe. Yeah. So she might have even bumped up to that later in Letterkenny seasons. So, okay, now that's all Letterkenny, right? Nice. Lisa Codrington separately is nominated for best writing on a children's series. Uh, the children's series is called Lockdown, and I'm not sure what episode that is, but I just, I caught her name and I was like, I know that. So, yes, huh. she's written for that series. Hmm. Kay Trev is nominated in Best Sketch Comedy Series and Best Sketch Comedy Series Ensemble for Roast Battle Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew he was doing that. Yeah. There you go. The series is nominated for Best Sketch Comedy Series, but he, he wouldn't get that. It's just he would be the one getting one for Best Sketch Comedy Ensemble, so mm. he'd get it as a part of it, but not writing for it or producing it. Melanie Scrafano has a ton. Winona Earp is nominated for Best Hair, Best Makeup, Best Original Music, and then she specifically is nominated for Best Lead Actress. And Best Supporting Actor for Winona Earp is Tim Rosen is nominated, and he is Mutt from Shit's Creek. Ooh. Now that you say that, I think that I have vague memory in the back of my brain of you telling me he was in that show. Yeah, yeah. I think he's... I think he's basically the number two in the oh. series it's like her and then he's i guess supporting but the number two i would think from all of the i've not seen it but from all of the trailers and stuff he's he always kind of seems to be around does he have his beard in it or is he clean shaven i think he's bearded in it i like his beard <laughs> you're like i approve when he when he shaved his beard off in Shit's creek i had the same uh reaction as Alexis, like, <laughs> oh, what? can we get it back? Yeah, we need that back. How long does that take? <laughs> okay, Jonathan Torrens is nominated for Best Supporting Actor in something called Volleys. Hmm. He is nominated for Best Writing for a Web Series, and he is also nominated for Best Nonfiction Web Program. So I guess he also produces and writes for this web series called My Two Cents. Interesting. Yeah. And Sarah Gadon or Gadon, don't know how that's pronounced, <laughs> but she was in a movie called My Punny Sorrows, which looks very interesting. It seems very dramatic, but she's not personally nominated, but that movie is nominated for several, and she's in all of the promo steals for it. That's how I noticed, because there was a, you know, a picture up of, you know, this nominated for best soundtrack or whatever it was and, and it's a picture of her face. Mm. And then last but not least, this is going to be interesting. Emma Hunter is nominated for best supporting actress in a TV show called Moonshine. And that is the matchmaker from Valentine's oh. Day. <laughs> the matchmaker off doing other things. I wonder what she sounds like. She's like McMurray. She has such a distinct voice on this show mm -hmm. that I wonder if it's her real voice or if she sounds different when she speaks. You know, like Karen on Will and Grace? Yeah. Like, that's not her actual voice, how she sounds. Yeah. But it's so... Put on. Her for that role. Yes. That it, almost when you hear her speak in other roles or like Janice from You're Friends. You're taking a bath. Yeah. It's like, wait, that's what you really sound like? So I'm curious if, if her matchmaker voice is her real voice. I don't know. I've never heard of Moonshine, mm -mm. but that's a TV show, um, another Canadian TV show. And I saw her picture up and I thought, do I know her? And that, I deep dived on it. So. That's how I felt 
when I watched that movie with Rosie in it, and mm-hmm. I was like, I know that girl from somewhere. Where is it? What do I know her from? And that's when, yeah, like, cast and, cast and crew, IMDb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but all of our people doing big things, I'm freaking secondhand proud of them. Like, uh, good for you. That's, that's, that's our my friends. best friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be best friends soon. Yes. Go, bestie. <laughs> so I just am really pumped. I'm sure that all of the Letterkenny cast probably get to go to the Canadian Screen Awards, but they cover TV, film, and web series. That award show has to be so when freaking you, long. When you said web series, I was like, that's a lot. Well, Letterkenny started out as a web series. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if that's where it got its notoriety from, but I just thought that deserved a shout out because there was yeah. so many of them I just kept going and going and thought I'm just going to keep looking at these other random TV shows to see if names stick out mm. and there was and a ton. there was. There you go. Getting it. Getting yeah. it done. Well I guess that's it. I don't have anything else to you. I am done. Well I guess we will catch you all next time for season 7 episode 5 and that's going to be W's Talk Baby. When I saw that on the screen, it, it just like out of the corner of my eye, I thought it said baby talk, and I was like, <laughs> A whole episode A just whole, of baby talk. She's back. <laughs> Been babier than ever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we need to go. Yes. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shade. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put Not My Forte in the subject line.